Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Post. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Scott. Hi, everybody. Um, ha- for those of us in the United States, happy almost 4th of July. And for those of you who are in Canada and my relatives, uh, happy belated Canada Day, July 1st. And for those of you in the UK, happy treason day. <laughs> you know, isn't life relative? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I made jokes a while ago um, when the country, we'll, we'll go through it again, but when the country was going through all its crap and the divisiveness and I mean, it was very at the forefront. Uh, I made jokes. Let's just go back to the UK. The only thing we give up is the 4th of July. <laughs> Ah, that was the I, I didn't hear that joke from you during that time I wish I had that's a good one it was too too, too close and too soon too close too soon <laughs> so what's well, going on with funny. what's going on with you okay well so today we're we're talking about freedom right and yeah. I have not been free from pain uh-oh um, yeah it's but our podcast is keeping your shit together, right? So what do you do to keep your shit together when you have an excruciating migraine in the middle of a plane ride? Uh, what do you do when that migraine reappears a couple days later and starts coming back regularly when you haven't had migraines in decades? And then you find out it, oh, it might be a root canal on a holiday weekend when everybody is closed or out. <laughs> So that that's what's going on in Michelle's world. It's, so what have, uh, what out of what so what have you done to control and or contain the pain? Yeah, yeah. The physical pain. Yeah. Well, a long time ago I learned how to do biofeedback. So I I was on the plane and didn't have any medication. So I um I had a glass of ice from the little, you know, water that they gave us. So I put that up to my face because I was feeling it on my temple at the time, put that up to my temple. And I just started doing diaphragmatic breathing and kind of visualizing. And then. Wait, wait, do, uh, do me a favor. Just take a step yeah. back for just a moment for our listeners, because not everybody yeah. knows biofeedback okay. and, they, and they don't understand the breathing that you did. Could you just real quickly sure. explain to them yeah, what, yeah. what you did? Yeah. So biofeedback is learning from a computer system that you can control things in your body, like your adrenaline, your brain waves, your heart rate by controlling your breathing typically. And diaphragmatic breathing is focusing your air from into your belly. So your diaphragm is below your lungs and it initiates the body's relaxation response. So by doing deep diaphragmatic breathing about five seconds in five seconds out or four in, four out, um, slowing down your breath, you slow down your heart rate, you improve your blood flow, 
It helps with pain management. It helps with relaxation. And then you usually pair it up with something that's a mindfulness, like saying I am relaxed or I am peaceful or I am calm to manage the thoughts, which might sound like, holy shit, I'm on a plane and I'm getting a headache and I have no medicine and I'm stuck in the window and I don't know what to do. So not that I lived that, but not that that's what my brain was doing. Okay. So that's the first thing I did. And when it was getting stronger, despite that number two, I asked for help. So I turned to my partner, asked him if he had any medicine. He said, no, I did more breathing. Then I determined, you know, do I really want to ask for help and hit that little button on the plane? I mean, that happens so rarely. Everybody knows when somebody hits a little button on the plane, something's going on. And I said, you know what? F it. I, I am, I do not need to freak out on this little plane and let this pain go super high. So I called over the stewardess with my little button or the, the airline. I believe we call them flight attendants. I know I'm a, I'm a jerk. You know, that is the one thing that your pain will do is it'll make you go back to old language. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I didn't <laughs> so realize you, that. You go back to your initial. So if you're multilingual, you go back to your natal language typically when you're in crisis, right? So oh my goodness. So okay, that's good to know. archaic words <laughs> come out when you're in crisis, like flight attendant or stewardess or whatever. Is this why, is this why I cuss when I hurt myself? that's why I cuss but you know I don't know I don't know that I came out oh I've got I've got you I mean I know people have heard me cuss before but you've folks you have heard nothing at like if I if I stub a toe or hit my finger with a hammer man Uh yeah so um anyway I called over the flight attendant forgive me audience for my language I am still managing pain a little bit right now and asked if they had a first aid kit with some Advil or Tylenol on, and lo and behold, they did. And they brought that over and I took that and then I kept doing my breathing. And then I was self massaging my, right. my head. And sooner or later, the pain dropped down and all gone. So that's what I did on a flight. And then since then I've done a variety of icing and calling professionals. And just this morning, so turns out as of Friday, I, and I am on medication and in the prep work for it, but of course my dentist is out of the country. Um, <laughs> of course it always works that and, way. You know, if you go in on an emergency weekend, which I would, if I couldn't bear what's going on. Um, but anyway, so I, um, we have a colleague that has come on our podcast and been a guest multiple times, Christine Phillip. And I know she does hypnosis. And so I asked her for some help this morning. She took me through a hypnosis technique, which was super, super helpful. And I felt really peaceful and calm. And so I'm just continuing on the medicine. I've booked the appointments. I know who to call if it becomes unbearable. I've got that all. I got my emergency plan all set up. And I'm just keeping ahead of the pain with over-the-counter migraine meds Um, and um, antibiotics by the way anybody that wants to get a hold of christine you can check her out at uh, happinesscoding.com yeah she's excellent um, she's, she's wonderful at what she does she's yeah. based based in uh, belgium uh-huh. uh and just absolutely wonderful uh individual um yeah. so it's interesting that you've used hypnosis so i'll just share real quickly before we move into our program today that uh, right before i 
was supposed to take the bar exam, I was getting headaches. Now, I thought I was grinding my teeth and clenching. Uh, so uh, me too. Uh, and I, I mean, I can recall it even now, right? This pain that shoots up yes. the side of your jaw, at least my left ear. Um, and I could push on that little bone right outside your yes. ear and it would it would do pain relief. Uh -huh. And so I assumed it was that muscle, even though I couldn't feel any popping. Right. Uh, make a long story short, two days before the bar exam. Uh, and for folks, those of you that don't know, the California bar exam is one of the hardest uh, exams in the country. Yes. Uh, when I took it, it was a 26% pass rate for yeah. first time takers, just so you know, the, the difficulty. Huh. And two days before the bar exam, when you're down hot and heavy studying and, and yes. the like, I've got this pain that's excruciating. Uh, and I wound up having two, count them, two wisdom teeth extracted. Oh, no. Um, one on each side. I wound up, by the way, having four wisdom teeth ultimately pulled out because it turned out I had one under each one of the other ones. That's <gasps> I have a lot of wisdom they pulled out. You did. And, <laughs> You're still wise. And and so <laughs> I couldn't take any post extraction meds because oh, I man. I had just I had to stay focused on my studies. I used hypnosis a lot, by the way. Okay. Uh, and I know there are some techniques that Christine shared with you. I'll share one more if you don't mind today. Oh no, please. Um, now I learned it very long time ago when I was a kid as the Tibetan headache cure. I'm not Ooh. sure if I'm not sure if Tibetan monks have anything to do with this. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it is a fascinating pattern interrupt of the of the program of pain that's going through. And so uh, Michelle, feel free to to do this if you oh, want. I will. Oh, this, thank you. This is not hypnosis, folks. So okay. um, the only thing I do say is please don't do this while you're driving. While you're driving. Don't okay. do this while you're using heavy machinery or doing anything that would take you away. I want you I to be able to sit or lie down and just listen. There's no trance okay. involved in this. Um, okay. This is pure visualization. And so, uh, Michelle, I'll just walk you through this. Anybody okay. can do this at your own time and your own pace. Uh, I want you to just do a quick check-in with me at the moment, Michelle. And okay. on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being it's excruciating, uh, number one being it's barely any pain at all. What's your pain level? Uh, a two. All right. Um, now I want you to visualize in your head a shoebox. Okay. And the shoebox does not have a lid on it yet. Oh. And, and I want you to take that level two pain. Uh -huh. And I want you to take the location of that, the color of it, the name of it, however you want to describe this pain. And I want you to put it inside the shoebox. Okay. So we're we're accepting the pain, we're acknowledging the pain, we're taking the pain, we're owning it, and we're putting it in the shoebox in our head. You got that? Got it. And I want you now to put the cover of the shoebox on top of the shoebox so that the pain, the number, the color, the name, everything's inside the shoebox, inside your head. Okay. And now I slowly, slowly, I want you to, to start spinning the shoebox in whichever direction works for you okay. to see it to see it start turning around three it's like doing vis, uh, virtual reality right you can start seeing the spin shoe it like the hands on a clock like spin it on the floor okay. on the on well it's not the hands on a clock looking at it it's like a top yeah it's right yeah and just slow but slowly oh slowly okay and i want you to notice the shoe box slowly 
spinning. And in a moment, I'm going to count backwards from 10 to 1. And every time I say a number, I want that shoebox to start getting smaller. Okay. Do, you under, do you understand? Shrinking down. Shrinking down. Okay. 10. Continue to spin it. It's a little smaller. Nine. A little smaller still. Eight. Even smaller. Seven. Six. Five, half the size that it was before, still spinning. Four, three, very, very tiny now. Two, little, little, little tiny. One, and now make the shoebox disappear. Open your eyes. How you feel? I'm a zero. So this, <laughs> the, 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 and this can be done anywhere, anytime. Again, no trance, no induction. It's not uh -huh. hypnosis. It's guided visualization. Uh, and um, I used this extensively uh -huh. uh, uh, when I was getting ready for the bar and, and then through the bar. Because you, if you do this enough, you can uh -huh. inst you instantly can throw the pain inside this box. Uh -huh. um, works well, at least for me, if there's a headache situation. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Again, I learned it as the Tibetan headache cure, uh, but it, it, it seems to work with all kinds of pain. Uh -huh. And I, I just want to caution everybody, by the way, that whether yeah. it's hypnosis or th this shoebox technique, that uh, you you certainly want to be aware whether you're masking a different, yeah. a, a bigger problem, right? So you're not right, going right. to use this. Go take action. This uh -huh. doesn't cure anything. No, I'm still taking action. I just so, am exactly. trying to get through to my appointment. Exactly. So it's a, um, it's a, it's a mechanism to help you get the help cold. you need. Uh-huh. Yeah, I definitely, even when I was working with Christine today, that was her caution. It's like your pain is acute because your body needs you to take care of this. If exactly. You reduce your pain. You need to promise your body to take care of your body. And, um, and which, like I said, as, as soon as I got off that call, I secured my appointment. I got an emergency number for if I can't make it to that appointment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for those of you who are skeptical, because I know I'm not the only one, for those of you that are skeptical, there's this little skeptic inside of me that was like, at that exact moment when Scott said, make it disappear, that's when your Excedrin migraine medicine had fully absorbed in your belly and made it go away. But I don't care. I, exactly. See, that's the whole point. I don't care. It's I results care. we're looking for. It's results. <laughs> yeah. However, wow. however, Miss Skeptic, <laughs> I, I'm not sure Excedrin goes from a two to a zero that quickly, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> exactly my point. But uh, that's why I think sometimes my skeptic is so insane. It's not even logical all the time. It just, it just wants a scientific reason for something. But so interestingly, let, let's use that as a segue into today's show, if you don't sure. mind. Sure. Uh -huh. um, because today's show is about setting yourself free. And yes. look, it's not any, it's not a, co a coincidence that we did this following Canada Day and right before the 4th of July sure. here in the States, um, where everybody is talking about freedom. And, right. you know, you and I, when we were planning for the show, we started talking about personal freedom and we said, Hey, what a great show that would be. So I thought I might start off um, by asking you a question. Okay. And that is when you work with, I, I know you work with individuals, but when you do couples therapy, mm -hmm. how often would you say that one spouse feels trapped 
in the relationship versus the other. Does that happen a lot? Some, but not always. I mean, typically, if somebody is feeling trapped in a relationship, they are not exactly looking for a therapist. They're typically looking for a lawyer. <laughs> oh, what an intro. What an it. See, it's and now it's funny you <laughs> say that because as soon as you said they're typically not looking for a therapist, um, I immediately said they're looking for a jailer. Uh, yeah, they're looking for a lawyer. They are now. No, not a lawyer. I said jailer. A jailer. Okay. Right. Because someone with the key. Trapped. Yeah. Oh, someone to free them. Yeah. Um, so occasionally I'll get an individual coming in that's trying to uh, manage their stress and determine if the relationship can be improved or not, if they can work on anything to improve their relationship. But typically with couples counseling, because I, there, there's a great type of therapy out there for people who are trying to determine if you, you should leave your relationship or not. It's called um, discernment counseling. And it was created out of the Midwest in conjunction with mediators and attorneys to help couples determine if they want to work on this, if they want to move towards separation and divorce um, or not. So which path do you want to do you want to take? And it's usually short term aimed at helping the couple align where they're going. Are we getting in or are we getting out of this? But sometimes people will come to me for that same reason. Like, should I get in? Should I stay or should I go? Um, Often the couples that come to me, they'll, they'll come for premarital counseling or they'll come for pre-baby counseling or they'll come because both of them really love each other and just want their relationship to be easier and more improved, but they don't want to end the relationship. So typically that means they're not feeling trapped, like trapped is pretty extreme. Yeah, so it, 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 and I want to draw a distinction here. This is why I asked you this question. So okay. you've got you've got the situation where you have mixed agendas, yes, uh, by the couples, right? Yes. One one wants in, one wants out. Yep. Um, and then you have just individuals and couples and families who who feel overwhelmed by life. Yep. Right. This is happening yeah. to them. And and when we were when I was getting ready for this show. Uh, whenever freedom is mentioned from for me, because uh -huh. I work because I work uh, so much with tarot and symbolism and archetypes and the hero's journey, mm -hmm. I am often reminded of both the lover's card and the devil card. And I don't know that most people realize that at least with the writer weight deck, which is the symbolism I primarily work with with folks, uh, because it's got it's got such universal symbolism in it. Uh, the, the lover's card has two lovers with an angel behind them and they are nude mm -hmm. and, and it's just, a, it's exactly what the card is. It's lovers, mm -hmm. right? Romantic and, and, mm -hmm. and, and compelling and delightful, right? Acceptance and freedom. And, and then the, if, well, there's the freedom and then there's the mm -hmm. devil card. Okay. Which is exactly the same card Oh. With with two now there are a few other changes, but with two primary changes, okay. there's now a devil behind them instead of an angel. Okay, instead of an angel, 
And the two nude couples in exactly the same position now have chains and manacles around their neck. Ah, fascinating. Okay. And and the interesting thing for me is that when you look really close, because I tend to look very closely at symbolism, how it's positioned where it is. If you actually look at the devil card with the manacled couple, Mm -hmm. the chains around their neck are so loose they could take them off if they want. Oh, so. they they don't need, yeah, they could take them off. They don't need and a key. That, right? So there, there's a, they have chosen to leave them on either yes. because they don't see that they can be free right. or they don't want to be free. Yes, I think both apply. Yep. And so I've often wondered, uh, not not just for the show today, but in working with people, you know, people always say, I want freedom. I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, as I want, how I want, right? I hear that uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If if I only had more money, I could do what I want. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If I only had more time, I could do what I want. Right, right. And so it, it's, it's one of those things where I wonder out loud to our audience, what freedom means for each of you. I know. And, and you know, do you actually want to be free? Um, yes. It's very funny. I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm a rule follower. Always mm-hmm. have been my whole life. It's structure for me. Um, I use rules to eliminate chaos because chaos for me is just crazy making. Yes. Um, I'm not the most easygoing guy in the world. I own that. <laughs> um, I, I, it's not, you know, I want to plan everything. I want to, it doesn't mean that things don't work out differently. It's just- sure. It helps me eliminate anxiety, fear, um, and the chaos of all that, right? Uh uh By the way, I remember when watching Jurassic Park and the scientist, um, Goldblum, the the actor, was talking about chaos theory, right? Uh And that Uh his whole world was it. The whole, everything is chaos. The whole world is put together to fuck up your life. No matter uh-huh. what you plan, you're going to have a problem. And then, of course, he has that great line, nature always finds a way. Wow. Okay. And and so it's just always stuck with me because it's so, um, it's such the antithesis of what I do. It's like, uh-huh. oh my God, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, and so, you know, I, I wonder if it would help our listeners to go through and it and before we talk about freedom and techniques and things they can do to ask yourself do you really want freedom and and the reason i say that is because a lot of people that come to me claim they have dilemmas right right the choice between two things right and so you know my big thing for all of them if you tell me you've got a dilemma my big thing for everybody is give yourself some more options yeah Right. You can't have a dilemma if you have more than two options. (laughs) Um, I thought we can we back up even a tiny bit, because I thought in my preparation for today, getting clarity, what is personal freedom and what are we talking about here might be important. So I did a little searching and and sort of um, landed on like if we could agree that you know if we're trying to obtain freedom what is that so it's the power or the right to act speak and change as you want to without feeling hindrance or restraint 
Does that make sense? It does. I, I and I often hear things like that and wonder if it's even true. If, if that's even a possible. I know. I don't so say, quite. So think say it, it is. say it, say it again. Say it again. Uh-huh. The power or right to act, speak, and change as one wants to without hindrance or restraint. So think about people you know in your life who act without hindrance or restraint. <laughs> yes, or speak without hindrance or restraint, or change without hindrance or restraint. Like there, there are pros and cons to personal freedom. There's a price to pay when you act, speak, and change as you want to without hindrance or restraint. I mean, at least in terms of, is this something your partner or romantic partner buys into, your boss or coworkers buy into, your your field buys into, you know, what regulation, you know, again, the law, right? So what does the regulation say for the county, state, country that you live in, right? But certainly there are examples of, countries who are more more focused on freedom and those who have a lot more restraint and i think we can see the the stress sometimes of living under that restraint yeah it, persecution well, for religion or persecution right. for political changing beliefs etc i mean i've been very vocal about the concept of bullies before uh-huh. and, and um it is one of those things where I prefer rather than talking about personal freedom. Okay. I I prefer to talk about personal choice. Okay. And for me, again, it's just, it's just my thing. It's, it's very much like when we've talked about happiness and success before I've heard a lot of uh. people say when I'm successful or when I'm happy, mm-hmm. there's this and, mm-hmm. or when I'm successful, there's that. Mm-hmm. And I have always said, look, your goal in life is to be happy. Right. And when you're happy, you'll feel successful. It's right. not the other way around, right? You be successful, then you feel happy. Right, right. That that's a that's a a, a, a rat race and a hamster yeah. wheel that you're never gonna get out of. And so right. I there's always a give and take. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about freedom, what's the old line? Freedom isn't free or the spoils of war. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your ideology is. Mm-hmm. For me, and again, it's just, this is just me. Um, I would invite, I invite our listeners to check your own moral compass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and depending on what your moral compass is, right? If you're, mm-hmm. if you're an extreme narcissist, mm-hmm. you're going to, your personal freedom is not going to be the same as, <laughs> as someone who might not is, have is a, a very strong codependent exactly right <laughs> would be the opposite and there's freedom involved in both of those and so it, yeah. it all still comes down to choice for me okay um and yes. this now that we're gonna tread very lightly here michelle because i know you and i have some philosophical differences we do but um but, but go ahead could we also say that whether we call it freedom of speech or freedom of religion or the right to privacy or the right to own your own property um, or to own property, could we talk about those? Like those are sort of Amer- American values, but they also could be seen as choices, right? Your choice in speaking how you want to, your your choice in practicing a particular religion or none at all, your choice to 
want your own privacy or to be very transparent and share with the world your, but you know, the, your choice so he, to own things or but not. Here's the, here, here's the reality, right? Okay. It's, it's great to talk about this stuff philosophically, uh-huh. which is why I want to, before we're done with the show, move down to um, some practices that you that you can oh, start doing. But, but we don't have freedom of speech in the United States. We have the concept of freedom of speech. Oh, so for okay. example, right, it's an aspiration. This is what I get for having this conversation with an attorney. I it's an it. aspiration. You, can, you cannot walk into, I mean, the classic example, you can't walk into a crowded theater and yell fire. Fire. You also can't uh, tell lies about somebody that's libel or, um, you know, other, other things. So There's, again, everything has a has consequence. Context or a consequence. Okay. Got it. And so because everything has consequence, right? It, obviously, gun possession is a huge issue in the United States. Uh-huh. We, we have a constitution that allows you to arm bears. I'm sorry, bear arms. <laughs> it's, it's an inside joke, right? <laughs> All the bears here in my national forest are armed. They are um, armed. Right? So there's the whole concept of I have, I have the absolute right to bear arms. Well, and then you have dozens of people shot right so it and now there's talk about limiting that freedom that freedom Mm -hmm. um you know to a certain and i know this is going to get really esoteric here folks but you know to a certain degree your body is at a constant war with itself right you've got viruses and bacteria and organisms inside you that your white blood cells are attacking and your stomach acid is going after and the saliva in your mouth is is dissolving there's constant give and take there's yeah. nothing about you that's free it's choice okay okay and and so um while i love the aspiration of freedom uh-huh. i'm not sure that our listeners have ever taken the time to sit back and say what does that actually mean? And a great mean? and a great example of that is because I get this all the time. Scott, I would like to be a millionaire. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you understand what that means? Do you understand that being a millionaire doesn't give you more time? It doesn't give you all the things you think. What it buys, by the way, you know, the, the people who are stinking rich, yeah, they have better options than you do. That's the difference. But they have better options. Okay. Their money yeah. buys better options. Okay. Okay. They still that have all, they still have the family issues. They still have the you know, they still have Stress. people who die. They still have um, you know health love that that is unrequited. Um they they still have their health issues. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they still have pets who don't live as long as they will. All this stuff. Uh, all right. This stuff. Travel yeah, restrictions. All the things. The 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 difference is what do they care about and that's really where where i wanted to go with today okay for me for me personal freedom comes down to being able to choose what's important in life oh i agree in fact that is a, a in my preparation for today that was one of the tips towards a sense of personal freedom is know what you want and yeah. make those choices to prioritize those things that is a really important step towards personal freedom. Know your priorities and follow your priorities. <laughs> yeah, it you know, and and again, kind of this using this as a segue into at least my 
experience walking through the world and the people that I work with, a, a lot of people that I come into contact with, and me, by the way, uh -huh. when I feel a lack of freedom, uh -huh. two things are usually happening. One or two things. Okay. Either I've got a should going on. Yeah, I agree. Or I'm competing. And the oh. competition might be with myself or somebody else. Mm -hmm. And if I can let go of both of those, let go of the should and let go mm -hmm. of the competition, suddenly I, I, I'm able to take a step back and get perspective and say, wait a minute, I chose to be here. Mm -hmm. I chose this, right? And I don't know about everybody else, but you know, you've heard the old Steve Jobs saying um, about looking back and connecting the dots. You don't look forward and connect the dots. You look backwards and connect the dots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I look back, for example, Michelle, we are choosing, we have freedom to do this podcast. Oh yeah. We have freedom to say the things that we want to say. I know. We are unrestricted. But even then, I have to put, by the way, when we publish our podcast, yeah. I have to put that Scott sometimes cusses. Uh, it's, it's, to it's, warn it's, people it to warn people right <laughs> oh and then we also say this isn't a substitution like you're an attorney but you're not anybody else's who's listening i'm a therapist right. but i'm not the listener's therapist you know so we have these caveats we we do so it's not complete freedom but i look at our relationship right yeah. when you realize all the things that had to fall into place I all know. the choices that had to be made for you and i to be sitting here right now talking it's true. And and to do it week after week for all this time, I mean, it's kind of miraculous. It's it's one of the longest things that I've I've kept up with. I do not like I get bored really easy. And I'm like, this has been so much fun for me. So thank you for being here, Scott. And thank you, people, for listening. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> because it, it is fun. You're welcome. And and again, it's Michelle and I are choosing where to spend our heartbeats. Yep. To me, that's freedom. Uh, I agree. Um, and it's a value, right? It's also a value. I wanted a way to help people who couldn't necessarily afford to work with me one on one. And I think you felt similar, similarly. And, um, and so it's a resource for people who maybe, um, you know, can't can't afford a one on one mastermind course or, a, you know, two on one <laughs> to work with us both together. Yeah, well, it, it... And again, I just, I, you know, one of the tools I would love people to be able to take away from this is the realization, and then they can meditate on it, the realization that your life is an active process. Agreed. That you're involved in it. Even if things are, that appear to be happening to you from the outside, yes. and they appear to be happening to you, yes. you still have the choice of what to do with it. Right, right, right. How you that respond you to have it. that you have absolute mm -hmm. freedom, and and the reason I bring this up is that at least again in in the, the stuff that I do, I think so many people don't feel that they have freedom of their own emotions, freedom of their own thoughts, freedom of their own imagination. They believe it's happening to them, mm -hmm. and I would that think, would you would you agree with that from your therapy pro your you're, yeah, you're I mean, it's it's one of the 15 styles of cognitive distortions, right, is this um, fallacy of control that I am a helpless, um, 
have the effect of some omnipotent sense of control, be it my partner or my family or my children or my job or my economy or my country, but I don't have any control or influence over that. I'm at the effect of all of that. And that's the fallacy. It is. And and I'm glad you actually mentioned those because a great tool that I work with people with is the understanding. It, language is very important to me mm-hmm. because it's, again, I you're a computer program and mm-hmm. the, the, the garbage that goes in is the garbage that spits out. And so we want to hack the bad language. Mm-hmm. When you realize that you, when you say things like I am helpless yep. or I am hopeless mm-hmm. or what was the last one that you mentioned? At the effect of, no, no, victim we, of. I, I'm a victim, right? Uh-huh. All of those. Uh-huh. If if you go back to the Byron Katie concept or the, you know, Oprah's pushed it a lot, is is that true? Right. Are you a hundred percent hopeless? Are you a hundred percent helpless? Right. And when you start exploring that, you start realizing what's trapped us and made us unfree, mm-hmm. what's made us slaves is our language. Mm-hmm. And our Agreed. language, our language, we think is based on our perception of the world. And I'm yes. suggesting to the listeners that it might be reversed, that yes. the way you're talking, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about your reticular activating system. We've talked about, you know, I've I've done the the example with with Michelle of look around the room, find all the brown things in the room, and mm-hmm. then I ask her, tell me how many red things there were, and she can't tell me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change that they're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the language you're using to focus is going to either make you free or unfree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agreed. Um, so I, I'm, you know, one of the big tools I want people to, to understand is they can be proactive and active in their own lives. Oh, beautiful if, example. What do you mean? Well, if you want to be free, right. Uh-huh. If someone says to me, Scott, I, I want a life of freedom. Yeah. One of the first questions I'm going to ask is, what does that look like? Yes. Yes. And a lot of people, while they give lip service to freedom, uh-huh. don't actually think about what it looks like, feels like, right. tastes like, smells right. like, right? Right. Yeah. To break it down, for some people, freedom looks like traveling from national park to national park in a tent and not owning anything not feeling bogged down by stuff for other people that's terrifying i gotta tell you you know i'm gonna cut you i'm gonna cut you off here for a minute because i gotta tell you one of my favorite real life experiences Uh was um i went camping believe Uh it or not (laughs) Um, i mean honest to god in a camp tent campfire dirt mud rain Actually, my partner does it all the time. Actually, yeah, tra- did. <laughs> traveling to traveled to Mount Rushmore, among other things. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I'm not sure it'll ever happen again, but uh-huh. I did it. Uh-huh. And I still remember walking into this camp area. Um, and I don't know what a, a lady's campsite bathroom is like, but I can tell you the men's, it's nasty. Yeah. It's just yeah. nasty. It yeah. smells, right? Uh-huh. It's just okay. nasty. Brian would call that glamping because real camping, there is no bathroom. It's called like woods and a hole in the ground. So here's what here's what Brian will here's Brian will appreciate this then. I walk into this bathroom 
And there is a gentleman standing there and he's just looking around. And he honest to God, he honest to God says, why the fuck are we making all this money just to come out here and pretend we're homeless? (laughs) Yes. Brian had different sleeping bags for different weather temperatures. I'm like, seriously, you, and he watches like naked and afraid and alone and all these survival. Like I think at heart, he's a survivalist ish, but then he dated me that like, I'm, I'm the glamper. Right. Like if there's air conditioning in the cabin, I'm in. If there's indoor plumbing in the woodlock cabin, I'm in. <laughs> so this is a great example, by the way, of the difference freedom. of what we believe freedom is. That's true. Cause I I I really think that freedom is being able to go to the, the bathroom in with running water. <laughs> I think that's freedom. Well, it- and again, the beauty of this is it underscores the concept of choice. Yes, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah. And, you know, we, what do you choose for your life right now? What do you right. choose to be active about? What do you choose to participate in? And if, if in contemplation and meditation of Canada Day and 4th of July here in the States, if you say, hey, look, I, I would like to be able to do what I want, when I want, as I want, how I want, blah, 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 uh-huh. at least flesh that out a little bit and say, yeah. what does that look like? Sure. And I, I'm going to offer this challenge. I think that you've already got all the freedom you want. You're just not spending it the way you want to. Well, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, and I know that there are situations, right? Some people don't have the money that they would like. Some people don't have the relationship that they want. Some people don't have the job that they want. Um, Free time is another one. Like, Oh, time management is a huge thing, right? A lot of my like two, two career child raising couples. Wow. You talk about lack of free time, whatever that means. You know, I think the average um, career mother gets like two minutes of alone time a day. Imagine being an introvert and only getting two minutes of alone time a day. Wow. You know, it, it, and I say this and I'll probably get negative pushback to this. Um, a, a colleague, he's not a friend, but a colleague of mine through the National Speakers Association, Larry Wingett, uh-huh. um, very opinionated, not everybody's cup of tea, but he wrote a book and has talked about the following concept, you're broke because you want to be. Oh, wow. Ouch. Now, now understand, by the way, he didn't say poor. Right. He said broke. He said broke. And it's okay. and and when you actually break down, Larry tends to throw things out there to to spark to spark excitement controversy right? controversy. Uh-huh. But you know, if you're feeling bad and you have remorse and you have regret, et cetera, et cetera, uh-huh. those all are compiled into um, the brokenness. When in fact, everybody, no matter what your financial situation, can take you. You've talked about this. Can take charge of their money management yes. better. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So broke is broke is different than poor. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And and so, again, I just I really want people to start exploring what freedom really means for them. You know, for me, 
uh-huh. by the way. Um, I constantly, this was my thing. I was constantly looking to see bank account numbers because uh, a certain number meant something meant financial freedom for me. Oh, 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 that lie. Right? <laughs> oh, that seriously. Oh, right? that fallacy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and I distinctly remember. Um, and I say this to impress on people what happens, I think, to all of us. Yes. There was a certain goal that I wanted. I remember going to the post office. I was going for a walk, went to the post office box, uh, the mailbox in front of our house. Uh-huh. And there was the, the uh, bank statement. Uh-huh. I opened it. I, I usually check the mail and I'm very impulsive. So I open the mail and then stick it back in the box and pick it up on my way back. Um, I opened the statement and oh my God, the number I had in my head was on that statement. Was on the paper. Uh-huh. Right? But this you didn't not, feel inside. This is not gross. This is net right? My yep. net amount was in there. I yep. walked two houses up the street to the equestrian trail, turned left on the equestrian trail. And I said, I don't feel any different. I know. Now what? Yep. And then, and then the old kid song from when I was a kid, is that all there is started is playing in my is? head. Which if for those of you that are Netflix, Netflix um, junkies, there's a new series. It's that I highly recommend called Firefly or Firefly Lane. And that song, Scott, is, it is. in I've that show. We watched Firefly. Times. I've got to tell you. Oh, I my. I love that. I love that show. Have you been through the whole show? Yes. Oh, no spoiler that, alerts. but No spoilers, but it's like. No spoilers, uh, but wow. So good. Good for men. Good for women. Good for families. Good for singles. Yeah. Go it watch was- it. It was, it was for me tough to watch in certain places, but, oh, oh, but at, at any rate, yes, there, yes. but is, is that, that all, all there is? is? Is that all there is? And they, so they get I, to it in the show. Yeah. And so I, and I, I have to, and I say that to everybody, what it define, what freedom is for you. Yeah. Then explore what that looks like, acts like, feels like, smells like, do all the modalities. Agreed. And then, and then have a real candid conversation with yourself is that really what you want? Right. Because right. because you'll get it if you really want it. I firmly right. believe that. Right. And then you're going to want something else. <laughs> right. So if we can pack in some tips for today, I, I want to tell you this is going to be a random connection to freedom. But I think one of the big falsities that we've been given about freedom this is my personal preference, is that stuff and accumulating and consuming and owning stuff, things, places, houses, et cetera, is one of those false cities where we think, oh, I have, I have the freedom to buy whatever I want. But when you look at the energy that it takes to maintain and clean and keep and organize all these things, it, I love that I don't know where I learned it, but there's this red string between you and every object that you own. And if you imagine every object you own is attached to a red string and you're walking around your home or your life, you are very physically burdened by all these energetic pulls. And in preparation for today, I was looking up um, Swedish death cleaning. I think we've talked about this on the show before, Mm -hmm. right? Sweet, where you you slowly declutter your home so that your death isn't such a burden on the people that you leave behind. 
And they say like 65 years old is a great time to start because usually you have more time. You're less burdened by maybe you're retired, but you also have physical ability to still tackle and work through and downsize the things and then allow people to take those, you know, so like, I'll give you one example. So my mom for years collected all of this China that she thought was going to be this thing that she handed down to the family. And in the thrust of, of deep decluttering and downsizing her after dad died, suddenly um, we ended up having to get rid of, because she had so much, I took, I took what I could, but she had so much that we ended up basically giving away these things that she had spent her, a lot of her hard-earned money yeah. accumulating. And, and we gave it away for like pennies at an auction it was so heartbreaking. So, you know, I really do think things and clutter and stuff are, are one of those falsities of, of like, oh, I, I have the freedom to accumulate. Well, okay, but, you know, please don't depart your freedom on your children. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Here's my, here's my legacy. Have fun. (laughs) Here's my, and we're, we're thinking about helping Brian's as a result, we're thinking about helping Brian's family, parents, because they've accumulated, right? So how can we help them now? Because they're getting, they've, they're way past 65 and there's some physical challenges to doing it all themselves because they didn't they didn't do it when they had the physical ability. Well, you know, it's, it's, and again, we're, we're towards the end of the show here, but I'm, sitting up here in my office and I'm looking around. I've got two primary collections uh-huh. that I've spent a lot of time and energy and money on. Uh-huh. Um, some of it is my Batman stuff, right? I've got yeah. I've got stuff in here that is unique. And then some yes, of it is my magic, do. my magic stuff. Yes. And um at the very least, I have no idea what to do with the Batman stuff, but it <laughs> I, I have often wondered if I died today, yeah. even my wife wouldn't know what the hell to do with this. No, magic. she wouldn't. And hopefully so she'll I have ask a, your magician friends. Well, I actually I have done it. I've actually oh, reached out. I've reached out to one of my dear friends in uh, very well known in the magic community. And I've said, look, if I die first, we've kind of yes. got a mutual thing. If yeah. I die if I die first, yeah, I want you to take over how where this goes. Take it yes. because th- there's stuff in here that no exaggeration. It's worth a lot of money. It is. Right? If and the right person knows about it. And exactly. Buys it. Yes. And so, and then there's the other thing where uh, Carolyn and I, uh, and she taught this to me, by the way, and uh-huh. that's let it bless somebody else. Yes. And let so, it bless and, someone else. And so we moved, we've talked about this. We've downsized. I still have my little box over there that I lived in for, for so long because I'm not letting go of that. If everything else goes away, that little box goes, <laughs> that with box me is coming with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everything we, we have a lot of artwork that we yeah. have now uh, gifted to other people to let oh. their, we have no room for it. We have right. no wall space for it. Right. We, we have, a, we have a home now that is a third the size of our right. prior home. We, right. had, we had a shitload of walls, right? Yes, you did. Um, yes. And, you know, we didn't even live in half that house after right. the kids moved out. Right. And so it's so wonderful now to be able to be unattached. There's the biggie right. for me. Right. You want freedom? Be unattached. Be if, unattached. If, if, mm-hmm. if you can let it go bless somebody else and really mean that. Yes. Without strings attached. Right. 
It's just go enjoy it. Go do this. Yeah, go have yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find more freedom, which, by the way, leads for me to be the, the, the ultimate thing for freedom is to have more gratitude. Ah, uh, for what you already have. That's freedom. Uh huh. That makes sense. That I I would add one more one more tip for our audience is, um, really work hard on letting go of your worry about what other people think or what other people are going to say. If you yeah. want emotional freedom, really identify your own priorities, your own terms, what matters to you. And stop worrying about what other people are going to think or say, you know, the shoulds. You can't 100% control it anyway. No. And you don't even have an accurate picture of it. Likely. You don't even have an accurate picture of what other people think or say or, you know, just personal freedom without exacerbating or you know putting your stuff onto another person right where you take away another I think when you take away another person's freedom by not giving them the choice to consent or the ability to consent or you know maybe they're not even at an age where they can appropriately consent that is a real no-no but other than that if you're not hurting anyone if you're not you know if, if it's all it's just you yourself be who you need to be in the world. Yeah, there you go. All right. We're at the end of our show today. Thanks. It went by very quickly. Yeah, it did. I feel like, okay, I'm going to throw more. Spend less money on things you don't need. But that's my <laughs> Well, but I think I need it when I buy it. <laughs> wait, wait. What about retail get, therapy? Get, in, get involved with community development projects that, that agree with your hobbies and interests. Yeah, I, 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 by the way, I agree that this all ties in with what I was saying earlier. Do yeah. happy, do happy, and you'll you'll feel more freedom. Yeah, feel more freedom and success. I agree. I, I don't know many people who don't feel free who who at the same time feel f- freedom. Yeah, it's usually if you're not free, you're unhappy. Right, right. So if you practice doing happy, right, right, being right. happy, I think you get that freedom. Right. I love it. All right. Next week, we are going to talk about the science of stress and how to manage it. Uh-huh. All right. Live again. Uh, yes. Thank everybody for listening to us. Um, yes. I, you know, we both appreciate all the new listeners that we have. Please yes. remember to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite platform. Mm-hmm. And until next week, be well. Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.